You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sis podcast. Hi sisters, I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout, we know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood! Welcome to OK Sis. My name is Mads. My name is Scout, and we just got an upgrade. What? We got an upgrade. We're upgraded. Oh, we're oh, we've upgraded. Like we, we've have up, up, we have we have upgraded. Leveled the we are software. You know, two point oh, one point ten, whatever. Software one point ten. Yes. <laughs> you know all the things. We've updated everything because. Oh, sorry. This is audio. We are in a studio, sisters. We're we just did our first in-person interview, which will be coming soon. But Mads and I are sitting here. We're not holding a mic because we got this standy thing, and it uh, feels good. We're professional podcasters. Oh, yeah. And that's the word on the street. The word on the street. The press release said it. So Yeah. 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 Also, uh, I want to give you a compliment. Go. Scout, you smell really good. You can like literally. I mean, go fuck yourself. I haven't smelled you in a while. 
And the last time I smelled you, you were really smelly. <laughs> and now you smell delicious. Like, I just wanted to, like, kiss you. You smell so good. Okay, well, don't come near me. Don't okay. do that. I did switch natural deodorants. I'm giving myself one last final try. And um, I think... I'm off that train. Yeah. I think the new consensus that's happening for me is that I'm going to purchase regular deodorant and I'm going to use the natural one when I don't really have much going on, when I'm just at home, you know, and then kind of times when I have to go out and the schwitzing is potentially on the table for that experience, um, I can use the regular deodorant. Yeah. Does the natural deodorant lose its efficacy if you switch back and forth switch back and forth yeah i don't know because the one the the not not the not the natural the regular one that i would buy would have the sweat blocking tendencies Mm -hmm. and i know that when you start the natural one you have to purge all of that so you know maybe it's just a go back to old spice maybe it's just a go back to old spice Yeah, dude, right? I use men. I've always used men's deodorant. Ooh. I don't use that secret shit that smells oh, like flowers. Your secret? deodorant smells so bad. I hate the smell of your deodorant. Oh my god, I crave the smell. Like if it could Ew. be, if it could be an air freshener or a perfume, I would use it. That's mm-mm. nope. It's a no for me. It's a no for you, dog. Okay, no well let's let's continue swiftly along. Shall we do current fixations? Yeah, sure. We can start. Okay, so my current fixation is so good. It is the book We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Mm. She is... We should all be. We, we should all be yeah. millionaires. It's a book for women to really think about their earning potential, to think about their finances, to think about what they're capable of. There's so many crazy stats in the book that she brings forth. Like, um, in, I think it was 2016 or 2018, only 2% of female... Uh, female-owned businesses were seven-figure businesses, which is yeah, makes sense. wild. Sad, but... Um, it, there's all these studies that basically say that women will, as a freelancer or someone like me who has an agency whose pricing is subjective, it's not like a product where you can't haggle the price, uh, there's been there's studies that have been done that show that women immediately downgrade them before the client has even asked for a lower offer, meaning that men will go in and hold true to a very high price point, but women, even before negotiations start, will completely down it. And I do it all the time. I've walked in two sales calls with my clients, and I'm like, this is the number. This is the number I'm asking for now. And right before they ask me the price, I go down to what it was before. I I do it all the time. It's something that women really struggle with. And so this book really gave me the confidence to double my prices, to ask for it. And one of the most important things when you're on a sales call and asking for a retainer is you say the number and then shut up. Like, let there be a silence. Mm. If you speak first, you lose. Yeah. So if you hear the silence and then you go, oh, but like, like, we can negotiate negotiate it and they might just be taking it in and be like, yeah, that's great. So don't speak. Say the fucking price and do not speak. Let them come to you first. I don't care if it's 10 seconds, ladies. So anyways, Rachel Rogers is incredible. Obviously, she runs a seven-figure business. She has a podcast called Hello 7. Um, Just I admire her so much and the work that she's doing in this world. So I highly recommend buying her book. It'll change your perspective about your earning potential, about what you should be earning, about what you should be striving to earn, that women, we can change the world if we have more economic impact and power, that there have been studies shown that when women have economic power, the living conditions of the people are better. It is 
I think every woman needs to read this. It's like Snaps. it's 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 okay. like the Untamed for money or oh, something. Whoa, that mm-hmm. is a like you know good how Untamed review. You know how like Untamed every woman has to read for yeah. emotional stuff. Every woman has to read this book. For we should money. all be millionaires. And she talks a lot. You know, she's a black woman, so she talks a lot about even the disparity between white women mm-hmm. and black women's earning potential, and really breaks down also the history of why women are trying to catch up with men, etc. It's just flawless. Flawless. Amazing. Yeah. What's your current fixation, Mads? My current fixation is chlorophyll drops. Okay. I saw you post on Instagram stories, but I didn't have my... natural deodorant. What? So, you know that chlorophyll, if you drink it consistently, when you sweat, you will smell good. Okay. One, are we sure? Yes. This This is is, a proven thing. It's a natural deodorant. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I... Can you buy it in bulk on Amazon? I, no, I just bought a little dropper. Well, because I bought one on Amazon and it did not work. I it like the, I don't know what happened. It just didn't work. But then I was at a local uh, health food store that is not Air One, something else. Oh. And oh. I got chlorophyll. And I put it in my... Put 15 drops in my glass of water. Tastes delicious. Tastes like mint. And I, I smell amazing. Just kidding. I been doing it for a couple days but apparently it's really good for detoxing your liver so post drinking days yeah yeah for sure take take some of that shit you know so how long do you have to take it for it to turn into a natural deodorant you know i don't know i haven't done this much research but bring in the facts to open this podcast today i apologize i I should come more prepared but it's all the craze and i am always about jumping on a health Craze. I feel like one day there's going to be an article in like the cut or something about content creators that just fucking push random fads oh, on yeah. their followers and they're oh. so going to quote us. I also just bet that mo- like we could just make a trend. Let's like make a trend. Well, okay, so if we listen everyone- to my husband who comes to us no, but with let's just we'll just make it up. And oh. it will go viral and it'll be all it, it this will prove the fact that no one knows anything. Oh, should we play like a big joke and create a yeah. create okay, a so product that's like not great but yeah. have it be a social experiment to see how many we can sell, but that's rude cuz that's like taking okay, people's so, money. Okay, so so let's make a trend right now. Uh no, I can't. This is this is like real on the spot. You can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Uh do you have anything Eating to Eating grass. No. Oh my Eating god. Eating grass helps you poop. I mean, maybe. I don't know. You heard it here first. Oh, my God. We're so ridiculous. Eat grass from the floor. No, don't do <laughs> from that, From the earth. We could say something about how you can talk about your stupid groundedness of the earth and be like, put your feet in the grass and then rip it and eat, ingest the grass. First of all, that stupid grounding practice does have scientific benefits. Yeah, so does grass. Oh my god! Sisters, no. We we might jump on the fads, but we only suggest the stuff that we're actually doing. Scarlett, you're such a better person than me. I was like really leaning into this. I really wanted this to be true, and I really wanted it to go off. Well, for someone who um, keeps telling me that we have to stick to science, oh yeah, and facts, and not just make shit up out of our asses with chakras and angels and oh, so you so you are. Saying nope, that, it, that chakra nope, is out of you. your asses. Nope, quoting you. Chakras are not in my asses. You <laughs> perceive a chakra them. in your ass? You perceive them to be fairy <gasps> Which tale chakra is in your ass? 
There is no chakra in the ass. Why? That's so that's I mean, so I discriminatory guess, towards the ass. I mean, I guess it's like kind of the root chakra. I guess that makes like sense. It's like at well, the, the end of the spine. Well, the root is the vagine. No. Oh. No, the vagina is the sacral. Okay, chakra. so then maybe the vagine and the ass are both the sacral. No, that's so incorrect. The root chakra is at your spine. That's your foundation, your security, okay. your sense of, you know. But your butthole is not in your spine. <laughs> the disrespect. Okay, wait. This is a great topic. Where is, it? is, is it? the because butthole in the chakra? <laughs> that's like asking where's the nipple in the chakra? Where is it? Because there's only where one. Okay, wait. There's one, two, three. Heart. Heart chakra. Four, your nipples are in five, your heart chakra. Five, six. There's seven chakras. Your your nipple is in your heart chakra. Then, chakra. No. Yes. This is the rumor. <laughs> this is. Your butt. Your butt is in your sacral chakra, and the and your nipples are in your heart. If anybody quizzes, I want everyone to know that I had nothing to do with the content that's being put out right now. Mm-mm. This nope. is great. Not consenting. We love chakra alignment. No, no, you don't. You don't love chakra alignment. My nipples and my butthole are are aligned. Okay, I mean, if that's what you feel about your body, I'm happy for you. That's like a great place to be, I guess. But... Okay, let's let's move along. Oh, like actually talk about something that's yeah. worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, sisters, so we had this idea to chat with you today because this week that we are recording this, masks are now optional in California, California. Mm-hmm. and so it really, really feels as if, you know, the world has been slowly opening up this year, but now it really feels as if things are in full force. People are traveling. There's going to concerts. David Guetta's, like, fist pumping on stage in Vegas. So we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of an official recap reflection on this past year on quarantine, mm-hmm. what we learned, what we're taking with us because I think that in the next two months this is hopefully you know if nothing else gets fucked up in the world that this is starting to become behind us in many ways yeah. and so we listened back to one of our first, first episodes. episodes in quarantine it is yeah. so funny you guys should go listen back it's called self-preservation in quarantine and basically I sound like I have been overcome with gloom and dreary and depression you were talking like and then i sit outside my window and and i look the coronavirus is outside and you can get it from going to sweet greens and buying a salad (laughs) it's just like i went to sweet green and i i touched the doorknob and then you're like don't worry sisters i immediately showered my entire body (laughs) every time i went to sweet green i showered Anyways, and it was so interesting because Mads comes in super depressed, and I come in very chipper and very you were so annoying though, very positive. You were so, annoying. so we were actually discussing this. We had dinner with our intern Gigi. It was the first time we ever met her because we started with her during quarantine. She's amazing, and we were chatting about the beginnings of 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 COVID and just and how people's. Uh, mentalities and perceptions of what was happening in the world were so different, especially between Scout and I. And for me, I was in the rest of the boat with everyone in the world where we were all depressed and it was a time where we were very anxious and a lot was not in our control and it was very scary. Scout, on the other hand, was like, 
I'm fucking ready. Like, I'm going to be the rock for all of you because she has bipolar disorder. If you didn't know that, like, I don't think you're a fan of ours. Um, And so she has had a lot of experience with these ups and downs with this low, like this collective low. So she wanted to, you know, impart some wisdom of what she's learned, which, you know, we're always looking for wisdom from Scout. But what I told her was like, take a fucking minute. Like she was doing this the day lockdown came about. You were just like, okay, everyone, let's go and, and make the most of this time. Whereas I think, look, we find we got there. We got to that point where we were, you know, starting to, you know, do hobbies and whatever. But the first day, like, let us have a morning period. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. 
Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I mean, you do you. Okay. You needed to mourn, and I was like, ooh, this is going to be good. Yes. I'm going to go on walks with my husband. I'm going to scale back all the excess fat and do the things I really want to do. But I think that it was interesting because I was so calm when COVID hit, and you were like a fucking rat. And I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast, and she confirmed my behaviors because she said, and she suffers a lot from anxiety and depression and mental illness health stuff. And she said that when the pandemic hit, she was the coolest, calmest, collected person in her family. And her wife, Abby, was confused. She was like, why are you so calm? Like, this is a this huge, is a huge deal. And yeah. Glennon would talk to her other friends who suffer from mental health problems, and they were all calm. And it's because she said, and I totally echo this statement, she said she was just watching the rest of the world experience what she does all the time. And so that's what happened. I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, I obviously am feeling a level of instability and fear because of, of the situation. We were so, we didn't know what was going on to the extent. And so I also said, okay, I have been in training for these types of emotions my whole life. Let's see what I Let's see if I can show up to the table knowing and seeing that across the board, people who mostly, not everyone has their mental health together 100%, but for the most part have a really good pulse on their mental health, were starting to unravel and lose it because they they weren't, they didn't know how to manage high highs, low lows, uncertainty, anxiety, things being out of your control, etc. And so in that moment I said I know how to deal with this because a lot of this is really my norm it's my internal norm temperature so I'm going to make it a point to help people get through this and yes I also with like posting you know you should do the book write the hobby whatever 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 there was two narratives one was you don't have to leave this with a six-pack and like writing the best-selling novel And then the other one was, now you have the time to get the six-pack and write the best-selling novel. And it's just two camps of the way of looking at things. And, you know, the camp that you like infuriates me and the camp that I like infuriates you. And so it's just so interesting. But I think that in that point, that's also what I'm really grateful for is I actually started talking about mental health like more on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. I started Scout Podcast around this. I, you know, writing a book. Like, there's it really blossomed out of that but it was such confirmation when I heard Glennon Doyle say that she was also super chill and like the rock yeah I mean it took look I I think it took just me two months or so to get into that routine and for it to settle in what the uncertainty was that I then took advantage of the time I think something that was so and we're kind of going to rattle off some of the learnings and things that we want to continue 
on with moving forward. But honestly, I I loved not having a commute. I love working out at home now. I feel like I have so much more time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, now I've filled it up with other things, which like, you know, if you have more time, you're going to fill it up. But it's just like, it does feel really nice to um, just feel more control of my time. And I think I was, it was all over the place previously. So that is what I'm a little worried about going back into an office, going back into the world and having all these social obligations. Well, I think we're already back. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back. But what I'm saying uh, We've been out every single night the last four nights. I know. We're back. We're completely back. And we've been back for probably a a couple months, but since we've been vaccinated, but I... It's so interesting because during all of 2020, I didn't do anything on the weekends, right? Like Sundays, I literally laid in bed all day, did nothing. And it was amazing. And it was such a great restorative practice. And these past couple weekends, I've been going out, I've been doing things, working on camper, that I don't have a day, at least one day, where I just do absolutely nothing and zone out and do nothing. And I miss that. So I think I'm going to do a promise to myself is really to not make any plans on Sundays, make sure that I have that day to just veg out because I've found myself now back in this routine where I don't feel restored by Monday. And it never, it always sets me up for failure for the whole week. It's such a bad way to start it when you, when you, and look, I think a lot of people, you probably listening also feel this where we work so hard during the week that we want to let loose, that we want to take advantage of the free time that we have on the weekend, but then we overextend and overplan, uh, and we don't take t- take time for ourselves. Um, but it's so crazy because, you know, we, I think we've said on the podcast many times that we weren't going to take that behavior with us, and yet here we are, and the behavior is already back and ingrained. I know. It's and wild. I mean, I'm also chalking it up to it's okay to have slow seasons and busy seasons in your life and we just exited probably one of the slowest seasons we will ever have until we are retired and living in the Bahamas right right so with that it only makes sense for the pendulum to go the other way to an extent because we are emerging out of not only a slow period but we're emerging out of restrictions and so now we're able to do things so for me I thought you know and it felt as if everything went back to normal the minute I got my second Mm -hmm. vax Mm -hmm. and it overwhelmed me significantly and while I am being very mindful of it and scaling back socially for me right now my business is the most important thing and so social stuff is the things that I'm trying not to populate my schedule with um I'm also saying that it's okay to be a little busier like it's okay that I didn't adopt the slowest of lives out of quarantine like it's okay for this phase to be a little faster and then I'm sure there'll be slower phases eventually and so to know that sometimes things are scaled back sometimes work is less stressful and then sometimes work is more stressful and there's more on your plate and it ebbs and it flows right I was just gonna say this ebb and flow nature of life which is literally what life is uh seasons seasons of love you know um it's interesting because and i'm sure you can relate to this 
when it is in a slower period, you get anxious because you're like, oh my God, I don't, I, I, you can't enjoy it and appreciate the slowness because you, and then when it's so fast, you're like, oh my God, I need to slow down. So there's this weird, but I do think that we got to a point in quarantine, or at least I did, where I was good with the slowness. I was not yeah. anxious. I was loving it. My business was easy. Things were easy. I had more time off than ever. Well, I, that's the thing. Is like, I mean, we had Sahara Rose, and when she said, that was the most illuminating thing I think anyone has ever said on OK Sis to me, where she said, oh, my life is easy. And it was not something to be ashamed of. Or it's just interesting because I always in the narrative that I tell myself and I think a lot of us tell ourselves is like it has to be hard in order for it to be successful yeah and you know I I have a little bit of problems around around that narrative you know seeing someone like Sahara Rose coming on and saying my life is easy I think that that paints a picture to people that there are no challenges in her life potentially because if you but if you look at her life this year she launched a book and an institute and there's a lot of hard work that came in. I'm sure there's challenging moments. I think that I think that, that message needs to be even more digested and, and p- pulled apart because technically, like, my life is easy, but it's stressful. Like, yeah. we can't ever – I'm, I'm trying to come to a place of acceptance yeah. because if people are trying to chase an easy life – they're not going to understand why their dreams aren't coming true or why their dreams feel uncomfortable. Okay. I perceived it more as, to me, and I guess what society has projected onto us is when you, more success equates to harder life. Mm. Where sometimes I think that, it's actually that's a limiting belief for me or that's a, some that's a block yeah. because I believe I don't so some, maybe I'm standing in my own way because if I'm more successful then things are going to be harder or I have to work more or that it's like more stressful so her saying hey I'm really successful and I have a I don't know if she meant easy but more so like easy going life I have yeah. I have ease I think it's more and that I, she and, she she enjoys where she is right yeah and I think that's more so what she was saying whereas with me I equate oh more success means I have to work harder that I have I mean when we did the um that manifestation class with your coach Amy there was a girl that wrote I think that having more money means I will be more stressful. So I actually am blocking myself mm-hmm. from receiving more money or opening up these, you know, certain portals to receive because subconsciously I believe that like it'll be more stressful or it'll be harder when I make more money and get more successful, which is completely the narrative I ascribe to. So that was just interesting to me because the ebb and flow I, I really I struggle with finding not finding balance but accepting and enjoying a slower period because I know that I'm gonna when it gets faster I'm gonna want I want to yeah. be I mean my boyfriend and I talk about this all the time it's just you know when there are slower times like enjoy it like you know that the faster times are around the corner and then when it's fast you're gonna want the slow so I, yeah, I knew in the middle of quarantine that we were gonna want to go back at one point right but I think it's there's just like so much that I'm that I'm thinking of because at the end of quarantine I was technically making the same amount of money that I am now personally what I pay myself and I had less team members way less projects going on 
my life was so much simpler. Mm-hmm. I simpler. S- I still make the same amount of money now, and my life is so much more complicated. Yeah. But it's because I chose that. Like, it was because I went through the slow period, and it, and it nourished me, and it and it gave me so much insight, and it allowed me to connect with my spirituality and myself, and just being and not being so connected, etc. And then once I lived that experience out, you know, you can't do one thing forever. It doesn't, it loses its preciousness. It loses its beauty, its depth, its awe, right? And so I lived it to the fullest extent that I could. I received the gifts and the marveled. I I loved just sitting outside and reading at three o'clock in an afternoon sometimes. And I loved how I wasn't always in my inbox. I wasn't always texting. I didn't have anything on my calendar. I barely had any calls. Mm. And I felt it and I integrated it and I and I thanked it for that experience. And then I said, okay, what's next? And my next thing was I want to expand this. Yeah. And so I am now knowing that I'm I am exiting my slow season. I'm okay. I'm accepting of the fact that my life's more complicated and stressful because this is the next experience that I would like to have. Yeah. I mean, acceptance is definitely as we've mentioned before, something I struggle with. And I agree. I think I'm feeling a little bit of the crippling anxiety that's mm-hmm. coming back from the social obligations. I'm also... Or just like, I feel way more connected to my phone now. It's so annoying. Yeah. Remember, I, I used to literally never look at my phone for like 10 hours. That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, also, can we just go back to normalize reading in the afternoon as a break? I think, or at least this is what I do, is when I have a bit break, I reach for my phone and either go on TikTok or go on Instagram. Never do that. And, yeah, it's, like, weird because that's it, not productive. It doesn't fill but, you up. But, but, something, but something weird about reading feels like it's not it's not worse, but it's like, oh, I'm reading, so I'm not working. But then you're also not working when you're on Instagram and TikTok. Does that make sense? Like, the break for me feels like reading is like you're literally not working. It's Is so, that weird? No, it's just – it's so interesting to me because it's so crazy how you and I grew up in the same household, <laughs> in the same society, and, you Nature know – Nature versus nurture, baby. Yeah, but we have totally different – I never feel bad for taking a break. Not for taking a break, for reading. I will go outside and read. No, see, I I, I did it once and I was like, oh my God, fuck, is someone going to like know that I'm reading? Okay. <laughs> my favorite way to take a break is to put a podcast on, put my phone away, like put it five steps away so I don't see it. Yeah. And just eat outside and just sit there and like look. Yeah. At things. Just, you know, look. Yeah. So anyways, that, that oh, one said. thing, one thing, um, I did want to ask you if you continue this, um, the oh, fir- when we, re- when we re-listened to the episode, uh, that first episode, you talked about your wine walks, which oh, I yeah. was so stoked about. And I was like, that is a hot quarantine tip. I never did it. Oh, that sucks for you. I know. Um, so what, are you going to take that in? And should I now implement it that we're back no. in normal society? No. You, I don't think you can have alcohol in the streets anymore. But I don't. Can, you, can we just talk about how can we just, just like, talk randomly about how? could have just to-go drinks? And, like, that was completely illegal, but we just did it? Yeah. It was, I mean, cops were like, yeah, I'll give that to you. Yeah. But I think that something. We're drinking in the park. We just had, like, bottles of wine in the yeah, park. We, I think as a collective, we. Or just like, you could drink. We did. Okay. We took one too many drinks of alcohol i have never drank that much i think in my life yeah and now i've dialed that back
back pretty obviously very significantly yeah. now I'm like at a one to two night a week kind of situation mm-hmm. um but yeah that um that was, Ooh, that was dark yeah that was dark um that's something that I'm definitely taking not from not quarantine. taking <laughs> we're just like not we're gonna, leaving it we're leaving it in 2020 we're leaving that much drinking um in 2020 right. but I think overall I I do think that 2020 and and quarantine and the pandemic while it is going to leave a mark in the way that we do things i also believe that in six months if everything health-wise goes well in the united states specifically i know other countries are still really really suffering which breaks my heart um i think we'll forget think we'll forget honestly i do too i think we were all like oh my god the moment we don't have to wear a mask we didn't wear a mask yesterday we're not wearing masks now i forgot we walked into a hotel and didn't wear i am fine well because (laughs) if you think about it it. you have 27 years of that behavior and this was just this was a a year it'll be a blip in time i think something that we implore everyone listening I think that w- to, to do is just reflect on moments th- and, and habits that you created that you want to persist for mm-hmm. me it's going to be working out um at home I think that was an amazing introduction into my life I'm going to take that I'm going to do some classes but it's going to be more of a once a week situation and then do workouts at home I just love being I love the additional time that I receive and um I think I'm going to take just this acceptance of ebbing and flowing and I think I want to remember how I dealt with it and how I am okay when it's slower and I'm okay when it's faster and also you know it's such a big reminder that we are not in control here I know there we we have very little control over our life and the areas that we do have control are the areas that really color our life and make them what they are but also just having this inherent trust that no matter what life pulls our way, that things are not guaranteed, mm-hmm. that things can change in a second. We saw a whole world shut down in a second. And we are not exempt from the laws of nature, from the way this world works. And so I think moving into as we get back, I think we should cherish a little bit the life that we do have. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the ability specifically for us that our that our jobs are online. Um you thankful know, for our health. Thankful for our, our health. And so I think going back into the world, I think we're all going to be a little less naive and we're all going to be a little more understanding that we're not God. Like there's yeah. someone else running the show. That and like, I think I really leaned into the internet. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're like on YouTube. I'm, I, I, I have a second what? podcast. I, I think I, I learned that about myself that I... You were made for the internet. I was made for the internet. I was not. I don't no, know why not. I'm here. No, you're not. Unsure you're not. how I got here. Unsure. But I honestly, I think I stepped a lot more into my own. I, I, I gave little shits about what people thought, which is really big for me. And I think it was 2020 that taught me that. Yeah. And I'm proud to say 80% there to not giving a <laughs> shit. There's still a 20% that's like a little. 
but we're still working on it. It's okay. It's an evolution. It's yeah. An evolution. Well, I think when you survive a global pandemic, mentally, physically, etc., yeah. I think the mean comment on podcast that says that you belittle your sister is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It's a blimp. Is it irrelevant It's to a me? blimp in the universe. <laughs> All right. Well, this was delightful. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us through quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, sisters. Our community grew immensely oh, in quarantine. Which makes my heart sing and so much. And as we exit this phase, um, I think we'll all take with us the self-awareness, the alignment, the attunement, our ability to say fuck fear and do what we actually are supposed to be doing here. And oh, also sure. knowing that we are not in control. Also um, that we are no longer Zoom recording. Goodbye. Yeah. In-person recordings always. Fuck. Fuck. I got, now I got to fucking drive up to LA We're again. Done. Talk We're about simplifying my Zoom. life. I got to fucking drive up right. to LA Anyways. Now. Uh, thank you, sisters. We love you. You can um, uh, follow me at Scout Sobel. No, you can follow me at Maddie Mayo. And you can follow OK Sis at OK Sis Podcast Sisters. We love Subscribe, you. Subscribe, rate, review, whatever. And we love you. We love you. Goodbye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.